Before starting, I wanted to let y'all know that this episode may contain sensitive content. Please check the show notes for more information. Francis Forever Episode 12 I'm honestly sick of naming these things, so from now on, you're not getting any names. Diary of Francis, Monday, August 24th Dahlia and Saturn are both working, which means I have to go to the bookstore alone. With Chris. I just know this isn't going to go well. It can't, right? He doesn't like me, has spooky powers, and I don't know how much longer I can keep working with him since I don't think I'll ever trust him. Well, on my own at least. <laughs> working with him. Like this is just some odd job. I'm amazed at this. I really am. I knew my life was going to be a bit weird, but I didn't expect to be searching for supernatural books with a guy that murdered his family and mind controls people. Well, I guess I didn't expect to seek immortality either. How things change. Anyways, Chris and I are going to the bookstore. What was it called? First Story? Something like that. Chris and I are going to First Story Books to try and find out where the sick child came from. I'm excited, obviously, but I just... I don't feel good about this. Like I said, I don't trust Chris. Honestly, I don't know why I'm worried about this. I can't even think of anything too bad happening. Oh. Y yes I can. Never mind. Oh, I should not be thinking of that. That's not going to happen. My brain... My brain has a very active imagination sometimes. I'm finished with Saturday's mental illness rant, so today is just action. Right. It's almost ten, so I should get ready. Can't exactly bring my machete, though. Damn. Chris is here. You still talking into that recorder? You still- uh, Yeah, I am. Just want to get everything down, you know? No. Well, I don't know where the bookstore is, but I'm assuming that- It's by the Duncan, that Dahlia works at. Right. Okay, so should I drive, or... We can drive. I'll get the address. My car? Actually, no. I'm gonna say my car. Are you keeping that recorder on the whole time? I mean, not unless you say something important. I won't. Just turn that thing off. Alright, fine. Yes, Chris, I'm going to record the conversation, because it's important and it might pick up something we missed. Yeah, or you could just pay attention. If you hate it so much, just make me stop recording. Then yeah, I'm keeping this on. Now let's go.
So what do we do now? Shh. What? I don't know. It just feels like we should be quiet in here. Like a library. <laughs> hey, bookstore owner! Chris, there are people here. Hello? <sighs> Hi. Are you the owner? Or the manager or something? Yes. I'm Nigel Reed. Welcome to First Story Books. How may I help you? Tell me where this came from. I... Oh. I don't know where I got this one. A lot of our books are bought secondhand, and my sister Nora handles most of the records. That book, though, I doubt you'll find a record of it. Besides, you didn't even pay for that, did you? I... well, no, but... We can pay later. But, uh, have you... is there anything weird about this book to you? And Chris, don't... don't do your thing. I want to see how he responds. Yeah, there are a few weird things about it. I'd prefer to talk about this somewhere else, though. Sitting down, in view of a security camera. Nora! Yeah? Can you take over the register for a while? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Here, this way. You two look alike. We're twins. Like, identical? <sighs> yes, uh, like identical twins. Oh, cool. So, what do you already know about that book? I don't know. What do you know? Tell me what- Fine, fine. Okay, I read the book. You read it? The whole thing? Um, yeah. You haven't? No. I know people who have, but I've made sure not to. Wait, who do you know? Both of my parents. They're dead now, though. Well, what happened? A lot happened. They started this bookshop 30 years ago, when Nora and I were born. They got a few donations like that book there. The first one came when we were about eight, and they read it. I don't know, or remember, the exact details, but neither of them enjoyed it. They made sure Nora and I understood that if we don't know where a book came from, we don't read it. We've gotten maybe ten books that I won't read, ones that not only have no record, but just plain feel wrong. I don't know why we sell them, why we can't read them, or where they come from, but I trust my parents, and I know how they changed after they read that book. I always thought we should burn them, but my parents said they couldn't be destroyed. And knowing me, I don't think I could bring myself to destroy a book in the first place, especially if it's one of a kind. Wait, but they can totally be destroyed. Chris's cat ate one. Huh? My parents were pretty clear that they were indestructible. It's not like I've tried, because, again, I trust them. <laughs> yeah, you might want to think about that one again. But I was supposed to explain my story, right? Yeah. The books give you powers. I don't know where they come from, but Chris found his, in Taligre Mentum, in a U.S. history textbook. 
That gave him the ability to control people. You've already experienced that firsthand. It was... unpleasant. Join the club. Anyway, the book Chris bought- er, stole from here? I read it. It's called The Sick Child, and is, you guessed it, about a sick child. I know another person who read it, too. I'm waiting to hear back on her MRI or ultrasound or whatever, but I think The Sick Child gives you resistance or immunity to disease. As far as I know, this includes cancer. I've now heard of three, maybe four, of these special books, and I'm betting there's an author. Or authors. Got all that? Oh. Uh, yes. I- I wasn't expecting you to be so... blunt about it. Yeah, magic book's real. It's not as shocking when you've explained it, like, thrice. Thrice? What? It's a good word. Anyway, read, right? Just Nigel is fine. The last name tends to be annoying. What? Were you bullied because your parents owned a bookstore and your last name is Reed? Something like that. So I'd prefer just Nigel. Sure. So, Nigel, do you have any more of these mystery books lying around? No, I'm sure the sick child was the last one we had. In 30 years, we've only gotten 10 of those books. And they've all either sold or vanished. Vanished? Like they just disappeared? The books appear on the shelves. They disappear from the shelves. I don't read them, and Nora doesn't read them. Everything works out. Seriously? You're not even a bit curious? <laughs> of course I'm curious. But I'm also sensible. It doesn't matter what the books give me if I lose everything else. There's just too much... I don't know. I can't risk it. And you can just do that? Ignore spooky books? Pretend nothing is going on? Yeah. Again, I can't risk anything else. So you actually have something to lose? I have a lot to lose. Huh. So what else do you know about the books? Like, their names, who bought them? My mom told me the name of the book she read. It was called The Seven Part Song, a book of poetry. That's all I know. As for who bought them, I only have a record of four of the books being sold. The other six, well, one was stolen by your friend there, and the rest just vanished. I don't have names for any of the buyers, but Nora might. I'll ask her, but I need a bit more information first. I'm willing to tell you anything, honestly. As long as it doesn't put me in danger. I want to understand things, too. How did your parents change after they read the... the seven-part song? Oh, well, I... I don't remember my childhood well. It was such a long time ago. But Nora remembers. Though I'm... I'm not sure why. She says that before the seven-part song, they were caring funny, and went out a lot. After the book, well, they weren't bad parents. They took care of us, loved us, and have always supported me and my journey. I came out over a decade ago, and they did all they could to understand me. Sorry, that's a bit personal, but 
I just want you to know they weren't bad parents. They just... After the book, they were more distant. They got caught up in their work a lot and didn't have much time to talk. They were affectionate sometimes, but cold. Tired. I... I don't know the right way to explain it, but they were just different. Like someone took pieces out and replaced them? Maybe. I just know that how Nora described them and how I remember them are two, well, four different people. Something just changed. I get that. It's how I feel, too. What do you mean? It's a total disconnect from everything around you. You read the book, learn the the truth, and suddenly you just don't fit right in the world. You fit with the book, but that doesn't make sense, because how could it? It's not like you're a book. You just borrow their power, and in return, they borrow, what, your energy? Your life force? Your feelings? I don't think any of those answers are completely true. The books take something, but I don't know what. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly having a good time here. I already wasn't in a great place, and that just added... Well, it sure added something. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry, what is your name? <laughs> Francis. This is Chris. Well, nice to meet you again. Oh, do you want us to leave now? Oh, uh, you don't have to leave, but I would like to get back to work. I'm assuming you want to talk to Nora? Yes, please. I'll go get her. I don't like this. Why? Because I don't want you to use mind control on some poor bookstore guy? You're pretty bold for someone I can make do anything. You're not creative enough to actually hurt me. I could just make you kill yourself. I'd say kill someone you love, but you don't actually love anyone, do you, Francis? Hey, what the hell? Oh, hi. Am I interrupting? Uh, nope. Oh, good. So... How can I help you? What do you know about the seven-part song? I... what? We already went over this with your brother. Just answer the question. Uh... alright. My parents read it. And... what happened after? After they got a bit paranoid. Well, not paranoid, but they got more pessimistic. Didn't see the best in people anymore. Except Nigel and I, obviously. They loved us. They were a bit strict, but they still loved us. They worked a lot, but I think most of what they worked on was just reading the books. They'd tried to read through every book we had, and... Well... You two have eyes. That is a lot of books. They also stopped hanging around their friends as much. Called them dishonest or something. I don't remember it too well. I was quite young. Where's the book? The seven-part song. 
I don't know. I think they tried to destroy it, but it didn't work. I looked through their stuff, though, and they didn't have it when they died. So... I have no idea. Wait, you mean they couldn't destroy it? No, I saw them set the thing alight. It caught fire alright, it just didn't burn. Then how did my book get torn up? If the books are so indestructible, why is mine clawed and shredded and eligible? I... I don't know. Maybe yours is different? I only know what I saw. That's okay. Another thing, do you have records of who bought the books? The special books. They all paid in cash, but at home, I might have some notes about them. Might or do? Uh, I don't know. My notes get cluttered easily. I don't know if I can find them. Crap. That's fine. If you don't have names, it's basically worthless anyway. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could be- It's fine. Have a nice day. You- You too. Two things. First, can I have both of your phone numbers? Second, how much do you want for the sick child? Yeah, sure. And $30 would be nice. Maybe it would be cheaper if your friend hadn't stolen it. Trust me, not my friend. Thanks. And, uh, apologies for, you know. I do. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. Bye. You're useless. I'm useless. I'm the one that got the information. If I had just mind controlled them- I'm sorry I don't like mind control. You're not even against mind control. I am when you use it. Oh, so if you use mind control, everything would be okay. Yes, that's the point. And what makes you different? You literally, I'm just better than you. Go rot. Oh, fuck. Ah! I did not die. I did not die. I almost died. That was horrifying, but I did not die. I am scarred for life, mentally and very much physically, but I did not die. I... uh... I did not know the level of power Chris had. Holy shit! My arm is, uh... Wow! Oh my god! Uh, sorry. I'm still processing this. My arm is, uh, not in great shape. I am thankful for two things. The first, it's my non-dominant arm. The second, Chris's power stops working after a while. <laughs> I mean, when your arm feels like it is literally decaying, that doesn't matter much. Wow, I need antibiotics. Oh my god. Um, wow, I will start recording again when I can talk because my brain right now. Not having a great time. Actually, neither is my body. I think I need painkillers. Ow! I will be back in, like, four months, or a day, once my arm and also my brain stop hurting. 
Thank you. Goodbye. Francis Forever is a podcast created and written by Leo Zahn. This episode featured Leo Zahn as Francis Webb, James Leonard as Chris Anderson, Juno Miller as Nigel Reed, and Val West as Nora Reed. If you want to support Francis Forever, consider subscribing, telling a friend, or following it on Twitter at Francis Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, our email is francisforeverpod at gmail.com. Transcripts, credits, and content warnings can always be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening.